Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together, we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership. Uh, I'm Chris Maxwell, and I'm honored to be the campus pastor and director of spiritual life at Emmanuel College. And and uh, Tracy, uh, wow, the, these last two episodes have been uh, th- there have been so many parts to these because we lived through yeah. what Dr. White has been telling, uh, and he's telling us the story. And it's like as he's talking, I'm feeling it. <laughs> you know, my emotions are here, and then I'm remembering. Oh yeah, I remember when you told us this and. We did not know if we would make it, but what what a um, what a great testimony and a fitting story for this season of leadership because we have pastors not knowing if they'll be able to keep churches open and if they do, what will church structure be like? Uh, you know, how will we manage? How how can, how can we lead now? Well, we're talking yeah. about next step leadership, so thinking about next steps, uh, Tracy. I think what we're going to hear today from Dr. White about Emmanuel and about God's work in this story is just what we need so that he can take us from the problem to a new season of hope yeah. and joy and opportunities. Well, we've talked about how transformational leadership first has to be modeled. It has to We have to lead first and, and, and lead by example. Then we talked about how we had to build trust and, and be honest and, and bit through relationships, share candidly where we are, and then had to think outside the box. I'm dying to hear now, where, how, what did God do? Because I know this has a great ending. So It does. Go uh, it's a miraculous ending. Um, we, we continued dealing with the issues. Last time, uh, last podcast, we talked about the letter credit issue. But really, that, that was just a minor problem. We, we had a problem with our creditor. Our creditor's looking at us like, okay, wait, you're, you're violating some of the principles that, uh, of accreditation, uh, one of which is fun, firm financial footing. You don't have it. Uh, so therefore, we're going to put you on warning, and that's never a good place to be when you when you get on warning. We were in the middle of um, of uh, joining uh, the NCAA, uh, the National Athletic uh, College Athletic Association, and uh, that process got all tangled up in this because one of their principles is that you've got to have firm financial footing. So, uh, you know, they, they were about to ab- abort on, on our membership. Uh, so there were all these issues. But the real, real problem was that we owed more money than we could pay. And there was no possible way we were going to be able to, to raise uh, that kind of money. I mean, we're talking uh, $25 million. Uh, by the time we got to this point, three years into the crisis, uh, the interest had had uh, accumulated yeah. on all that debt, and we were up to about thirty million, over thirty million dollars. I forget now the exact amount. Uh, so, the, so it wasn't getting any better; it was getting worse every day as yeah. the interest was piled on, and we're not making payments, and we're in default. And we get this thing called a forbearance, which means all your creditors back off and give you a chance, and they agree you don't you, you don't have to make a payment, you know, principal, interest, or anything. And we're giving you time, but we're going to work with you and try to work 
work out of this problem. And our creditors were wonderful. I have to, I have to say this about them. Uh, they, they understood the, the situation we were in. They understood they, we were faith, that we were faith-based. And they were wanting, wanting a miracle as much as we were. You know, yeah. so uh, it, it was a, it was a great partnership. It wasn't this animosity that you hear about, and I think part of that was because we were totally upfront and honest yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we told them everything, and we did everything they asked us to do. They asked for a report. They asked for uh, different information. So we were we were always doing that. Well, the way we solved the letter of credit problem, as we talked about in the last podcast, is we asked people to loan us money and and get in to um, creating a way to come up with the $1.6 million. Well, we thought of that idea again when we thought about how do we really solve the problem. So the thought was, can we get this time more people or perhaps uh, people, the, the heavy hitters, people who have deep pockets, would they be willing to loan us the money to buy out the debt? And so we would buy out the debt, um, not at face value, but at a lower value to whatever the creditors agreed. Yeah. Um, but now we're talking about a lot more money. So now we're not 1.6 million. We're talking nine, 10, 11 million dollars. We've got to try to find a way to get people who will step in and do that. And can I just dive in? Yeah. And I remember those figures. Now we we rehearsed them, but. but Arriving, being in the rooms, we're trying to figure out what is the figure that we think they might uh, agree to. We didn't know. No, it was it was really all of a, a, a faith based venture, doing the best we could with the, with what we knew. Well, they didn't even want to give us a number, uh, if you recall. But ev- eventually, they the first number they came out with was fifteen million. Yeah, and so we said, okay, well, fifteen million. Let's let's see if we can find that. Um, and we started the process of trying to find people who wanted to, to do this. But in a long story short here, what really wound up happening was a couple of, two or three of our key supporters formed a, an investment corporation, mm-hmm. went through all the legal rigmarole you got to go through to do that, and that took months. But they finally got the organization set up as a legitimate investment group, and then they began... Uh, I was I was sort of the voice, but they were the ones who were scouting out, saying, "Go talk to right. this one, go talk to that one," and, and so that's what I did. And eventually, we raised eight point four million. Mm. Wow! And settled this debt for eight point four million. Yeah, which is unbelievable. It really is. And I'll never forget when um, we were. We, all the things had been done, all the papers had been signed, everything was out there, and we were waiting on notification that, the, that the, our creditors had accepted this. And, they, and I'm sitting at my desk, literally, literally staring at the computer screen <laughs> at the email. I'm just sitting there. They told me it was coming this afternoon, and I'm not doing anything. I'm going to see this as soon as it comes. And uh, again, I'll never forget it. On April 19, 2018, at 2.22 p.m. in the afternoon, (laughs) that email hit my screen, and it said, attached is the document that basically releases you from all this debt. And I opened that document, and and that document says, you know, in all the legalese that you can expect (laughs) such a document to have, but basically it said... 
we release you in no way, shape, or form. You ever have to pay any of this back. We accept your payment of $8.4 million, and you are hereby totally absolved wow. of this debt. Mm. That was a miracle A miracle, moment. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And talk about a celebration. We had a <laughs> yeah. celebration, yeah, we didn't did. we? We did. Um, and uh, one of the things that we did, and by the way, that's another principle of transformational leadership is inspiration, uh, inspirational moments, mm-hmm. celebrating inspirational moments, being inspiring as a leader, trying to inspire yeah. the people. And so that was that was easy, right? You know, I didn't have to work at that one. <laughs> yeah, we liked that. Uh, we called everybody together. We had everybody there, and I read that document yeah. uh, in its entirety to everybody. And we a rejoiced. cheer, yeah, a cheer yeah. went up as we rejoiced. And uh, and then what we did to follow up on that is on our quad right now on the quadrangle of the college, we built a, a stone memorial, stone garden, uh, meditative space. Uh, it has different names. I don't know that we'll ever settle on what it's really going to be called. Some people call it the Miracle Monument. Some people call it the Prayer Garden. Uh, it's whatever I guess you want it to be. But there's a little plaque there right beside that stone garden that says, uh, when the children of Israel crossed into Israel, into the Promised Land, God ordered them to bring stones out, 12 stones, one for each tribe, and they yeah. built a stone monument on the shores on the promised land side of the, of the river. And they said, when your children ask, what do these stones mean? Yeah. You're to tell them that the Lord your God brought you across the Jordan yeah. River into yes. the promised land. And so we paraphrased that section of, out of Joshua, put it on that little plaque and stuck it right there so that when people come on our quad and say, what do those stones mean? Hmm. That they will remember, we will yeah. tell them that, that mm-hmm. on April 19, uh, in 2018, uh, God worked a miracle and freed yeah. this college from debilitating debt. What a miracle that what is. A miracle. I, I walked by the other day. I was just out there praying. You yeah. know, I like to walk through the quad and pray. And I started crying as I walked past that. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just one of those moments. And in the song that was kind of playing in my mind was that, that old song, Look What the Lord Has Done. Yeah. Look what the Lord has done. Uh, so we need to continue looking back at what God has brought us through and not just looking ahead to what we hope to do or looking straight forward to what we're facing now and how we're going to endure it. We have to look back and remember, like the Old Testament tradition of naming a place, naming a place because the Lord has done yeah. something here. Yeah. This, is, this is the land the Lord has, has brought His provision. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know... Um, a part of transformational leadership, and we've been talking a lot about that in these podcasts, um, is what I call casting a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, leaders, we, we know that. We, we probably, when we think about leadership, we think um, the ability to cast a vision or to lead people into the future, into a vision, is probably the thing that comes to our mind first. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've been trying to... Of course, our first vision was, can we survive? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's let's just try to, to get out of this mess. And, and so then once we got out of it, then we were, for the first time, really able to think toward the future yeah. and begin to think about what's the vision of the future. What is, so God has saved us. What has he saved us Before. for? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a lot in our future, um, a lot down the road that's going to be exciting. And I think there will be generations to come who are going to mm-hmm. do things that none of us ever dreamed 
would be possible for a manual college right. to do. Well, tell us what some of those yeah, what some of those possibilities are. I mean, what is the future of Emmanuel College looking like? Well, the now? next big thing for us is a graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been a college for a, over a hundred years, um, and during most of that time, we've just been a liberal liberal arts uh, college. First, a two year college, and then a four year college. Um, but we've never seriously entertained a graduate school. And I felt right off the bat, I mean, just as soon as we got out of the crisis and I began thinking about the vision, you can go back and look at my original notes. I had a note that graduate school is right near the top because I think that's that's where we can take our game to the next level, okay? So we've been educating people for 100 years, and in the next 100, we're going to educate them even further. We're going to advance that. And I think eventually... Uh, we'll get to a graduate school with a doctoral program and all of that. But right now, you know, you got to take it in steps, right? So the next step is to move us from a baccalaureate degree-granting institution to a master's degree-granting institution. So our plan is we're working on a prospectus right now. Um, we plan to start at at least four master's degrees. Um, hopefully by the fall of 22, if we can get all the approvals and everything worked out. We'll have a master's in Christian ministry, We'll have a Master's of Divinity. Uh, we'll have a Master's in Elementary Education. And we'll have a Master's in Exercise Science. And by the way, that one exercise, that one really thrills me because there's this position that um, all, all colleges and universities have to have as a strength and fitness coach. Many high schools uh, are required to have strength and fitness coaches. All your gyms out there, your public gyms, they have strength and fitness coaches on their staffs. Well, this master's in exercise science is going to be created in such a way that it would uh, basically prepare a person to pass the licensure exam to be a strength and fitness that's awesome. uh, coach uh, and trainer. So, so uh, that's going to be fantastic. I think it's an incredible program. Now, most of these programs are going to be online. Um, well, they're all going to be online, but some of them will have a residential component where you have to come to campus uh, for uh, periodically uh, on weekends or in the summer or whatever it might be. Uh, but, but the idea is to have basically online graduate programs. And these first four master's degrees are four of uh, probably a set of, of, of eight or nine yeah. that we have on our radar uh, and if we can get those established strongly, a couple of three years of experience, the next level then is to go to mm. doctoral granting, and, and which requires a whole nother process and prospectus and yeah. all of that kind of stuff with our accreditor to get that done. So that's the that's the big big plan. That's the next big thing. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's been fun to be a part of the, the Christian ministry side of that, and uh, there's a ton of excitement around that. Uh, I think we're going to have one of the premier uh Masters of Divinity, as well as a, as yep. a, 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 a another uh, Master of Arts in Theology. That's uh, it's going to be practical. It's going to be and it's going to be online, but we'll be able to tap into some of the finest leaders around the world, uh, sharing and speaking into that. Uh, Let me tell you another little miracle around this too. Um, as we were trying to um, stimulate the faculty to begin planning for this, because because. <laughs> You know, faculty have plenty to do. They're, they tend to be overloaded. Uh, and then the president comes along and says, we need to write a prospectus to start a graduate program. Um, and it's like they roll their eyes and go, like, one more thing to do. Um, and so that was the kind of reaction I was getting uh, when, when I began talking about this. 
But something that God did that really helped, um, we, we were talking about a, a Master's of Divinity, a Master's of Christian Ministry, and um, all of that was kind of going through the process. We had just started the conversations. My phone ring one, rings one day, and I answer the phone, and it's a dear, dear friend of mine and friend of Emmanuel College, and a graduate of Emmanuel College. And he says to me, hey, Ron, have you guys ever thought about starting a Master's in Divinity <laughs> or a Master's in Christian Ministry? I said, well, yeah. As a matter of fact, we're talking about it right now. Really? Wow. I thought I was going to have to convince you guys that that's what you <laughs> needed to do, and you're already doing it? I said, yes, we're working on it. He says, well, what kind of money are you going to need to get that started? And I said, well, it's going to take probably two to $300,000 per program, just yeah. startup money. He says, you got it on that first program. He says, wow. I'll pledge $100,000 a year for the next three years to help you get the That's Master's awesome. of Christian Ministries and Master's of Divinity started. Mm-hmm. I went back to the faculty that very day, and I said, guys, this is what God has done. They were so excited. <laughs> it just stimulated them to just get in there. And then sure the others did. got excited because they saw, you know, God is in this. Yes, God is really in this. This is not just something that Ron's That's thinking right. up. This is really something we should be doing, and mm-hmm. and I think that really that's what happened, and and it really pushed everybody, and and so that's wow. where we are today. And by the way, we do have, I have um, a source for the elementary education program, two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I'm pretty sure I've got the third program covered with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar gift. Uh, I'm talking to this donor uh, next month, and uh, we're going to have a conversation, and uh, I'm pretty sure. He's going to be the one. So. Well, I don't know That's how you great. feel about all this, but I mean, my, my faith is soaring right now, <laughs> just reliving it's this. Exciting. Thank you, Ron. This has been Sir, rich. Remind we, uh, remind our listeners uh, if they if they want to know more about Emmanuel College, how to how to uh, connect with Emmanuel and get in touch with you before we close. Sure. Um, well, our website is www.ec.edu. You can go there and find anything you need to know about Emmanuel College right there. Um, you can click on admissions if you're interested in admissions, and there are um, there's forms you can fill out to get information sent to you. If you're interested in giving to a manual, you can click on the advancement uh, button, and it will take you to a place where you can do online giving or um, where you can ask questions uh, about, about giving. If you want to establish a scholarship, uh, there's information there how you can do that. If you're interested in our academic programs, click on academics. It'll tell you about that. If you just want to know more about Emmanuel, click on about mm-hmm. Emmanuel, and it'll it'll tell you about that. That's great. And I'm, I need to make one more plug, though, for, for our Leading Edge Conference. Um, we started, yes. um, before the pandemic, we started the Leading Edge Conference. Our first uh, inaugural meeting was um, in 2020. It was, it was uh, great. We had such powerful... Uh, leaders. Um, Leonard Sweet was one of our keynotes and what a powerful Mm -hmm. speaker he was and what a great thing we did there. The pandemic canceled our 2021 uh, version of Leading Edge, but we're going to have it in 2022. So February 21, 22 of 2022, it's a lot of twos, uh, uh, is going to be fantastic. Um, We have Todd Bolzinger, the author of Canoeing the Mountains and Tempered Resilience, one of the premier leadership speakers on the circuit today. And he, he really has a new paradigm of 
leadership for the church. Yeah. Uh, it is fantastic. He will be our, our keynote. He'll actually speak three times. Manny Arango, um, powerful, uh, nationally known uh, youth speaker, will be with us for two sessions. Uh, and then uh, Kevin Myers, uh, lead pastor of 12 Stone Church in Atlanta, uh, will be our closing keynote on the night of the 22nd. It's going to be a fantastic day and a half. Uh, I mean, it starts on Monday night and ends on Tuesday night with a full day on Tuesday. That's great. Can't well, wait. Ron, thank you so much for this time thank together. You for... Tracy, this has been great, hasn't it? Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Ron. We love you, buddy. You're welcome, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And stories like this just encourage us to find ways, whatever we're going through, to pray through yeah. <laughs> and to, to just be willing to do uh, what we can, but believe that God is going to provide and guide uh, so that we can make our next step our best step. Our mantra is still pray first, pray through, and pray together. Let's do that. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step the best step.